0: Another edition of Riding Home, this time without the dash cam board. Can't do that in both places. Dylan Weber, Dean Legge. Uh Georgia released something today. I wrote about it a little bit. This is the first time in school history that they've won uh, their first five games in three consecutive years. Four of those wins, Dylan, were over ranked teams. Only Clemson, by my very quick math, has done that as well. Um, it speaks to where Georgia's at. Uh, generally speaking. A couple of those games were tight games, uh, the ones with Notre Dame. But uh, for the most part, Georgia's gotten a hold of this early season schedule and done what they wanted to do to teams. This is the third season in a row, and that's a new thing for Georgia. I mean, that's
1: You know, I I didn't even realize that was a thing for Georgia um, until, yeah, you you posted about it. Um, But it it also just speaks to, I mean, how quickly they set a tone in the season. Maybe. I mean... They just you know dominate early, and that really does make a difference, you know, for how the rest of the season goes. Obviously, because you you just get into a winning role.
0: Well, and they're not the teams they've played have not been unbelievable. But I mean, like if you look back at some of what the other teams played, I mean, Alabama has only done it twice uh, in their two of their first five wins these three years have been over ranked teams. One of those was um, Florida State, who just has fallen apart. yeah.
1: That was a fake. Was- well,
0: and there were some other fakes. I don't think we have to go through everything. Clemson, Clemson has four, but you look at those, and you know, like uh, I think Louisville was one of them, and Louisville was a disaster that year. They went three and eight, three and nine or whatever it was. But the point is that uh, you know, for the in Carolina last year, for Georgia fell apart after as the season went on. But a ranked team at the time was a ranked team at the time. And I, you know, I, I, the part for me that I, I don't want to say I can't get over, but the part to me that I think gives me confidence that Georgia will move forward in a way that they're not gonna, they're not. I would find it hard to believe that they have a Clemson-like, you know, shit on the toilet moment like they have had with North Carolina, uh, Clemson, because. Go if you you want to interject. Uh, I know. I I agree. But continue, what were you saying? Well, the reason why is is because you sit there and you watch them, Georgia. You say, okay, Tennessee's up 14-10 to in the second quarter or whatever it was. Like, no one seemed concerned in any way because they knew the death march was coming because they know that as long as a hammer is hitting a nail, that nail is eventually going to go down one way or the other. It might go down to the side, but it is going down.
1: Yeah, I, that's actually a, a pretty good analogy for it. Um, yeah, it, it, I don't think, I never thought Georgia was going to lose that game. No. Um, because, yeah, it, and Kirby says this every single time. They are just going to wear you down. That is their game. And, and sometimes that takes a little bit of
0: time. Well, wear you down, and, and you know, that, that should, people should understand what that means. That's not a quick way of winning a game. Also too with these quick strike teams I'm like Alabama has not played a ranked team this year. Oklahoma has not. Ohio State has not. So we're going to see with them um you know does that type of thing work over time. I'll say this about the Gators. I do not think they are I do not think they are in the category of the teams that we talk about on this show. But they fight, they win. Um, they look horrible doing it, but that's – it counts. And, you know, yeah. if, they, if they had lost to Kentucky and Auburn, people would be shitting all over them right now. But, I mean, the matter of fact
1: is they didn't, and they, those two teams kind of wore them down as well. I mean, of course, they couldn't do it nearly to the same extent Georgia has just because they don't have the depth. But, I mean, they, too, do a similar thing to, you know, the people they've played. You're talking about Florida?
0: Yeah, it's their defense. Their offense is horrible, just, just, just not good. I mean, when you when you look at the Gators and you compare them to the top, the upper echelon teams, I mean, it's just not. They don't look functional the way that the other guys do. I know you're not watching this game, Dylan, but I will update you. Right, I'm keeping up with it. They got to push some runs across here. I mean, this is the third time I've witnessed. The Braves having bases loaded, it doesn't matter how many outs. I mean, sometimes the odds are going to go with you that you are going to get base somebody in a wild pitch, something.
1: He I just, don't know. I just, he just I swung hope.
0: straight through a ball right down the middle, man. I'm the I'm I not just, a baseball expert, but ugh. anyway, I
1: watch this game, and, and, and I'm not really a, like I don't call myself a Braves fan, but I just sit here and I just I worry about
0: Matt. Listen, man, look, I'm a Braves fan, but they they drive me crazy. And, like, I don't pay attention to them during the season because it doesn't bring me joy at all. And when I was, you know, when I was in high school, when I was in college, you know, the Braves, there were things that the Braves could do that would would make you happy, would would give you optimism. I mean, you look at that um, pitching staff, with Smoltz and Glavin and all those guys. I mean, even in in the early nineties with Mark Limpke and um, it was fun. The Braves haven't been a lot of fun for me for a while because they have I thought he hit a grand slam just for a second there. <laughs> just for a second, I thought he hit a grand slam. They're gonna have to dig this out here at the end, man. They're they're a four three going into this bot the top of the seventh. Uh, Miller thought he Miller thought he almost threw a grand slam pitch for a second there. You yeah, know, but the Braves, man, they'll they'll just they'll rip your heart out. They don't rip your heart out. They they like it's de- it's depressing the way that they've lost over these two decades, and then. For me personally, moving moving out of Turner Field was a disgusting move on a lot of levels, um, and I just I don't think it's the time or place for me to discuss that here. But I, and, and the way Cobb County and, and the, the Cobb County, which has never been impressive to me as a person grew up in DeKalb County, they are just a, like total opposite of what we were. It felt like for them to just grovel on the ground and say, "Oh yes." We will pay for your stadium. I mean, that's the one thing, and I know this is not a political podcast. It is not a political show. But having worked in municipal governments and having dealt with sports, that's the, the sports franchises should always, always pay for their own stadiums, period. And that they left Turner Field with it being in such good condition. I don't care how nice the new facility is. That just... It- That's getting... I'm going to have a long time getting over that one. And Turner Field has kind of... uh, I haven't
1: seen it since I guess they've fully redone it. Mm -hmm. Georgia State Stadium now. But when we went a couple years ago,
0: I mean, it was was shitty. You thought so?
1: I did not like it.
0: Oh, when you went with me to Georgia State? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I never
1: got to go beforehand.
0: Well, I mean, it, it wasn't even drinking age when they, you know, got rid of it. And... It was a it was a wonderful facility. It was a very nice baseball field. As a football facility, you know, not great. I mean, but, why
1: why do people still like baseball? Uh, football should not be played in baseball stadiums. Like Oakland, like come on, what's going on? Well, We've, Oakland. So
0: so Oakland. The 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 reverse of what I've said is you know municipalities do have to invest in their future. And, um, you know, in Oakland's case, they have a stadium that certainly is from the 70s. They've never kept it up. They've never really required the A's to keep it up. And when you look at the Raiders, that is the reason the Raiders are leaving town. But um, municipal stadiums, multiple-use stadiums were a fad forever and then as i recall now if anyone wants to correct me they can i used to study stadiums a lot but uh camden yards really changed the math for um certainly baseball stadiums and once you had camden yards uh that really changed everything in atlanta and someone can if if someone wants to have the reverse conversation of this with me and try to claim that this like the equivalent of the reverse conversation here is saying that civil rights, uh, that, that the civil war is about states' rights. Okay. The, the, same, the same thing in Atlanta as it relates to the Dome and Turner Field. Those all came because of the Olympics. Those weren't coming anyway. All the jibber-jabber that you might want to have about that, they were coming. In, I mean, those happened because of the Olympics. A lot of things happened because of the Olympics. And the Olympics may have sped them up, but that was the driving force of a lot of change in our state. It made our state much nicer that we had the Olympics. I mean, Sanford Stadium saw the Olympics. I mean, it was, still, I, I was at fun. that game. It was wild when they beat China.
1: That whole thing is, is nuts to me. And I didn't really know about that until a year ago. I saw the pictures of it. And I, that, that is really cool. And the show-out that they had
0: there it's a tight game. I think it went into extra time or PKs. It's not as it's not as famous as the Rose Bowl Brady Chastain game, but it was the precursor to that. And um you know for for Georgia to host and it made sense by the way for Georgia to host that. I mean, Georgia Tech was just swamped with things and they couldn't host you know soccer at Bobby Dodd. I don't know what was that Bobby Dodd, but it wasn't it wasn't soccer um and that was a magical time not just in atlanta i mean but in athens too uh because you know to have the olympics there was a big deal they also had uh forms of gymnastics it was not the big deal all that stuff was in the dome the dream team the second dream team gymnastics those were two huge things that were at both at the dome and um you know, now the dome's gone which was senseless and uh mercedes-benz is very nice don't get me wrong but they can't even the falcons can't even fill it well, they didn't exactly fill the dome either. But all these things get back to—I mean, like. By the way, what if you're Tennessee, which you know Neyland is way bigger than the dome? Whoa! And um, what if you what if you can't fill it up? I mean, do you ever at Tennessee consider um, making it smaller? Well, I feel like that's part of its like like. It's aura though, like you know, Neyland Stadium, more than a hundred thousand. But yes, but Texas A and M has that now. Alabama has that now. LSU has that now. You know, it was just in the past. But
1: Tennessee does not have much going for it, is the thing. I, I gotta
0: tell you, I, I came back. I know I've talked about this a lot. I came back from that trip far more pessimistic about Tennessee's future than I have been in a long time, and and. I am concerned about that place in a way that most people would not be because I I want things to work the way that they should work, and one way things should work is that Tennessee should not have losing records consistently, and they are right now. And everything. I mean they're, they're,
1: their, they're, programs, they're, their their basketball programs their their basketball
0: program main. is good, but the women's it's,
1: it's not even that it's not even that good. Sweet Sixteen.
0: Well, it's... That's, solid. that's, that's they, solid. They have always loved basketball more than people realize at Tennessee. But when you start looking at... I mean, you just look at the the structure and the facilities around Tennessee. They have things... They have issues. I mean, that Neyland does not look good. It looks very, very dated. I don't know what that date is, but it does not look good. They have not improved facilities... In a way that other SEC schools have, it used to be that South Carolina was the biggest dump in the SEC that I can remember. South Carolina is much nicer than it used to be. It is it is nicer than Tennessee. And you I, think so? Yeah, I never would have thought I'd say that. Yeah, it's nicer. Yeah. What the public? Guess- what the public sees? Yeah. Not, okay. Not not underneath now. That, that area where media sits, although it's far too crowded at Tennessee, it's much nicer than anything at South Carolina. South Carolina is jammed underneath there. It's just just jammed. There's just stuff everywhere. It's not an ideal situation. But The, the surrounding area, though, of oh, it's a dump. South Carolina it's a is dump. horrible. It's, it's a, literally just
1: asphalt everywhere. It's a dump.
0: If you like parking lots, chain link fences, and tetanus, tetanus shots – you're going to be all right in Columbia, where that stadium is. But with Tennessee, they don't really have an excuse like that, man. I mean, they're on a beautiful river. They have their their campus is right there. You know, Carolina doesn't own that stuff around there. Tennessee does. You know, I, I mean, we should talk about Carolina now that we're 15 minutes into this. Thing. Yeah,
1: I, I, I forgot that Georgia. I think he's playing a football game this week. Well, I, you
0: know, look, man, if they beat them, I'm going to have to go back and look. If they beat them four in a row against South Carolina has been common in the past, but four in a row by twenty, or by double digits, that has not been common. Carolina has always—I know—I know South Carolina well. They have—they that they, in the pantheon of rivalries for the Cox, Georgia is number two, and, and it's Clemson and then Georgia and then everybody else. They do not like the dogs.
1: No, I mean it. it... That's just a, back to the rivalry thing. It's just kind of interesting. I mean, where would where would you put South Carolina on Georgia's spectrum?
0: Behind Tennessee. Yeah, I agree. But in that ballpark of, hey, what is this thing here? I mean, is this. So you're saying like five maybe? So I would go Florida and Tech at your one or two. You want to flip it one way or the other? I get that. Auburn is your, I, to me, your clear three. After that, it's probably a Tennessee. After that, it's probably Carolina. I mean, I can't include Alabama. No, I wouldn't either. Or LSU. I mean, Georgia and Alabama played more than Georgia-Tennessee. And in many ways, they played in more meaningful games. You used talk about, just of late, two SEC championship games and a national championship game. I mean, those have been significant games. But you know, what is a rivalry? And you can't everyone can't be a rival. I mean, Alabama's got a bunch of them, too. Mm-hmm. But over the next, you know, five to ten years, if that
1: they, the, Georgia and Alabama could grow to something greater than what it is right now. If if it continually, continuously play in the SEC championship and you know the game next
0: year, things we, could change. We, we could see a situation where um, this this fall with Georgia, Alabama, you could give or take Clemson. But Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State alone, if those three somehow get into the playoff, there's going to be record numbers of people watching, period. Part of me thinks that if Clemson doesn't get in or Georgia doesn't get in, Georgia and Alabama are huge television brands. Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State are basically the three biggest television brands right now. Clemson is probably number eight. And when you when you take away, I mean, you, you you count the national championship games, you start getting into some tricky situations there because those over-inflate the numbers. But the Gators have come a long way this year in terms of um, people watching them. And their LSU game this weekend is going to be a big number now. But, um, you know, Georgia and Bama have gotten together and played in two of the most viewed games, you know, this decade, and you could see there, I just wonder, you know, for Georgia and Bama, if if you keep playing that game, let's just say they play in the SEC Championship seven of the next 10 years, or play in the playoff and or SEC Championship in seven of the next 10 years. You know, that will be them playing more in a 10-year period than they've ever played against one another since like the 50s. So in our in our mem- conscious of memory, if, if that's the right phrase, we've just not seen these two teams play very often, um, and it, it would make that game a, a different type of rivalry, I guess, if you want to call it that.
1: It would be like a, I mean,
0: a rivalry of an era. I would say. Correct. I don't know if it would make. Yeah, and that's it, really what Clemson and Georgia have. Agreed. They have the the early to middle nineteen eighties. And that's it. Other than that, Georgia's basically kicked their ass. So, yeah, and I I mean, it's kind of like how NBA rivalries work. I mean, I'm gonna let you go here. I'm gonna let you do your thing.
1: Well, I'm just saying it's like in the NBA, like rivalries are not like besides Lakers Celtics, and I mean even then, like it's more defined these rivalries by the era that they played in. You know, they have several good games, several you know good series for a few years. And yeah, you know, will those Georgia,
0: teams... Will Georgia and Bama really do that for the next 10 years?
1: I, I think don't know, Georgia...
0: about 10 years, but you yeah. know, yeah. 3 to 5 I would definitely say. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 a mo- these things are all moments in time. I mean, I don't know that Texas has ever developed that with anyone else. Alabama and Penn State had definitely what you would call a rivalry to some degree. Alabama Notre Dame and even Alabama USC. So there there's these things pop up, but it's, you know, what's kind of sad at the end of the day, really, is that of all the crossover rivalries in the SEC, when you start talking about Auburn, Tennessee, uh, Georgia, uh, Auburn, LSU, Florida, um, Tennessee, we've never had a Tennessee Alabama SEC championship game. Never had it. We've never had the Gators, we've had the Gators in Auburn once. And that was a rivalry forever. Uh, we've only had Auburn-Georgia once. Georgia-Auburn is not, Georgia-Bama, excuse me, is not a traditional SEC rivalry. They just, they just haven't ever played, really. But that would be nice. And we just don't get it. We get, you know, Georgia-LSU, Florida-Bama, which they didn't play one another a lot for a long time. That was, that was the game of the 90s in the SEC, whether you start talking in the beginning or the end. And that that game always mattered, um, but I, I do. You know, I don't. We'll talk about Carolina a little bit more tomorrow. They got such a challenge in this game, and Will Muschamp goes. Yeah, I guess.
1: That's it, that's the thing. For these past few weeks, it's just like we talk about these games, and, and I don't know. It, we just kind of repeat the same thing. I feel like I do.
0: I do think we. I, I, I was I was thinking about this on the sideline. I think you and I have got to be where of being too dismissive of the other team. Now, I, I agree. Think, I, I think we did that with Tennessee too much. Now, probably. These next, look, yeah. The, you don't think so? No, no, I agree. I mean, because I thought Tennessee played a lot better than I thought they would, and yet they weren't even in the ballpark of being in the game. These next two games were at home, and I think that will be challenging for Carolina and Kentucky. I, I don't see either of these two teams sticking with Georgia. I do not. No. Maybe. <laughs> I won't,
1: I won't dismiss Florida.
0: I won't dismiss no. Auburn. No, I think Florida can beat LSU down there. Agreed. I, I think, I I think that's possible. I think that's going to be them playing their best game of the season. But and I, LSU would have to play a bad game as well. But, but you you I mean, know, dude, we have been through this before, man. I mean, LSU is not steady on defense. They are not. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they gave up 31 to Vanderbilt. They did on offense. They, they played their best defensive game against Utah State, who has a legit quarterback. But, I mean, this is about, this is about, can Florida, you know, that Florida defense is good. It's one of the best ones in the league. Can that Florida defense do what it needs to do to keep them in the game? And can LSU not make mistakes at bad times? Because sometimes with quarterbacks who are, who are sort of gunslingers, and that's what Joe Burrow has become. Yeah. Do you make a mistake when you're not supposed to? And can the Gators take advantage of that? I think that 14 and points is way too high. I also think that Georgia I mean, excuse me, Florida definitely has a chance to win that game. I wouldn't take them,
1: Florida, but I, I think so too. All right, let's just,
0: yeah. I'm sorry. Let's wrap wrap up riding home. Go to dogpost.com, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T dot com. Thanks for listening to us. We'll see you over on the website.